and welcome back to the latest and greatest episode of the Shaman Points Podcast. My name is Jayton May. You can find me on Twitter at jmay56. Joined, as always, by my co-host, Quentin Crisco. How are we doing tonight, Quentin? I'm doing great, Jay. My name is Quentin Crisco. You can find me on Twitter at Stats. And please, please, please go make sure you're checking out our website, shaven-points.com. And give us a follow somewhere. Give us a like somewhere. We are everywhere. We're on your Twitter. We're on your Facebook. We're on your YouTube. Go check us out. Like, subscribe, and interact. You want to get into a little free agency? Absolutely, man. Is Lamar Jackson going to get an offer anywhere? Or is he just going to send a tender? I think the Colts are considering him. I don't think they'll end up with him, but I think they're considering him. And then, I mean, outside of that, I... I feel like every team should consider him. Yeah, I mean, probably. But not every team is going to. Which is crazy. Yeah, I don't know where else... Like, what other teams would go after him? The Commanders? Yeah, maybe. I could see the Commander, but also, like, I don't know if Dan Snyder's trying to put, you know, $200 million in escrow for, for Lamar Jackson right before he sells the team. He should, though. <laughs> I don't know. Will it increase the price of the team, $200 million? Because that's, like, what he's what, what you're asking yourself when you do that, right? I think it would. Like, having a franchise quarterback as a wealthy owner coming in, face the franchise type that you can sell to the public. I mean, Dan Snyder hasn't done a whole lot for them, so. You know, if I were the Lions, I would be going after Lamar Jackson hard. Oh, man, that, what a fit that would be. Yeah, that would be something, man. Then, then no one would ever sleep on the lines again. And Jared Goff still has some value, too, if they decided to trade him. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, because his, his contract's pretty ugly, too. So I don't know. But and he performed well last year. Like He did. He's been to the Let me see. I want to say his cap hit is just, like, huge. Yeah, he's got a $31 million cap hit. Like, that's, that's just hard to... But then again... Detroit would have to eat. They'd have to eat 15 million of it, so he would actually be a deal for wherever he goes. Yeah. Oh no, they'd only eat 10, but he'd still he'd still be at 21 million. He's not killing you either. I mean, I would like to see it honestly. Yeah, he'd go to Houston and and just take over. Uh, what's it, Davis Webb's job? And then they don't need to draft a quarterback. There you go. Yeah, but they'd have to go up there second overall. And the Lions would have three first-round picks. <laughs> Second overall for Jared Goff. Uh, Is that the world we live in? If um, So if a team signs him and the Ravens say you can have him, they have to give up the, their first-round picks, don't they? Or yeah, is there... they do. They give up their most readily available first-round picks. So if they have multiple first-round picks next year, I think they would give up the better of the picks. I believe is how that works. I'm not oh, in stone on that. The one that actually belongs to the team? No, it's it's your first available first-round pick, I believe. So let's see. Who else here? Gino got a nice contract for both sides. He yeah. got a little money, and the Seahawks got some flexibility. Hargrave, where'd he sign? Oh, he went to San Fran. That's right. That San Fran D-line is going to be filthy. Jesse Bates got the bag, too, for Atlanta. 
That's an interesting move for Atlanta. I mean, he's only 26, so he'll he'll fit whatever their window is as long as they, you know, try to be competitive in the next four years. Them coming out, like, the first day Lamar was available and saying, like, we have no interest in him was crazy, in my opinion. I felt like they should have been one of the first teams calling Lamar. Well, ultimately, I don't think... I don't think any team is going to be very interested in Lamar till after the draft because no one's trying to give up their first round pick right now. You know, after the draft, they might because that's next year's pick. They haven't put all this time, a year's worth of work into it. But like right now, I think there's some sunk cost uh, fallacy going on with it. Yeah, I could see that. I don't know, man. I mean, Lamar's just so good. Like, I, I don't, I don't get like, well, why everybody's not like calling at least. Yeah. Just like, what would it take? <laughs> Jacoby Myers uh, proved that he was a double agent for the Raiders last year when he uh, threw that ball to Chandler Jones. Yeah. Or cre- yeah, Chandler. <laughs> I, I thought that was the best signing of the year. <laughs> he just went back to the place where he just handed the game to. And he didn't really sign for that much either. And then uh, the Patriots turned around and signed somebody else, didn't they? I'm not sure. Who did the Patriots sign? Juju? Juju, Yeah. For, like, the exact same that Jacoby Myers signed for. So, it was basically like, we'd rather have Juju than you. I don't know. I think I'd rather have Jacoby, but I'm not sure. I'm... That's close. I thought Juju was going to tear it up this past year with Kansas City, honestly. And he just did not perform to the level I thought he would. Honestly, this this one of the best wide... This Jacoby Myers contract is one of the best wide receiver contracts I've seen in a while. This is an absolute steal. Whenever he signed, like, I think a lot of other, like, free agent wide receivers this year that were, like, on the fringe of, like, making decent money were just kind of like, oh, man. <laughs> like, well, we needed him to. Completely, it's completely screwed up the wide receiver market. Like, even guys who are looking for extensions, Darnell, like, Darnell Mooney don't want to look at this contract for a comp, you know? Yeah, exactly. After last year, like, you thought, I thought wide receivers were about to just start getting, become, like, the most overpaid position in football. It kind of corrected itself this year, but they were no big names either. So, like, yeah, well, I think what front offices are telling you is they will pay disgusting money for true number one receivers. But if they don't think you're a true number one, that it's all going to even out somewhere. Number two, number three guys are not going to get paid. It's not going to be on that same jump. It's going to be the opposite. And that, I mean, that should be the case. And, like, I think last year after the Christian Kirk contract, everybody was like, oh, my God. Like, yeah. (laughs) And then once that settled down, Pete, like, it kind of went back to normal. Well, I mean, even uh, it was him and Zay Jones. Zay Jones got a deal that probably rivals Jacoby Myers. And he hadn't proven half of what Jacoby Myers has proved. No, he's with the Raiders, too, isn't he? Zay Jones? No, he's with the Jags. Oh, Jag. Oh, yeah, they were just spending money everywhere last year. Yeah. Then uh, we got Orlando Brown Jr. going to Cincy. That was a really interesting. I mean, they're, I think they're looking to trade their current left tackle. What's his name? Jonah Williams. They're looking to trade him, or he's probably, he might just get cut. He's been good for him, too. Yeah, he's been good enough, I think. I bet Orlando Brown's kicking himself for not taking that contract last year, though. Maybe. He definitely might be. It'll be, this will, you know what? This will just make the Chiefs-Bengals rivalry all that much more interesting. 
Oh yeah. This is a game that we're going to be looking forward to every time it's played for the next like decade. Yeah, two best quarterbacks in football, and they're both going to be protected for at least the foreseeable future. Both have weapons for the foreseeable future. Good coaching staffs, like that's going to be an all-time like decade-long rivalry. There's going to be some bad blood there. I love it. Deron Payne still on the franchise tag. Derek Carr. I thought Deron Payne get paid. Who got paid? Now, this Let's says see. he's still on the tag, but this could be wrong. One other D lineman got paid. Who was it? Warrior, ninety million. Yeah, you're right. It just hadn't been updated on PFF yet. Yeah. What like? What a bag. Good for him. Yeah, that's a that's a lot of money for a nose tackle. <laughs> that's not Aaron like Deron Payne's really good, but like. Also, he's a nose tackle who just got 10 sacks and is probably not going to replicate that again. No. Hell of a time to have a contract here. Hell of a time. Oh, yeah. Then Derek Carr is the new king of the NFC South. Somebody had to take over the reins. That division does not look very promising. Carolina is making some good moves, and... If they get C.J. Stroud, I think they could definitely. Everyone keeps talking about how uh, how rough Carolina, their, their skill positions are, which they are rough. Don't get me wrong here. They're still a really good defense and a really good offensive line at this point. They're they're pretty talented on the O-line. Like, Iquanu was a high pick last year for a reason. Boatman yeah. solid at center. Corbett solid. Moten is really good. I mean... They just signed Miles Sanders. I think they're going to try to run the ball quite a bit. They have a pretty good tight end in Hayden Hurst. Uh, if they could find like a, a good, true, like number one wide receiver, like be able to draft a guy in the second or third round or um, even trade for a guy like DeAndre Hopkins or Mike Evans, who both still seem to be, be available, like they could turn the corner in a hurry. Unfortunately, Mike Evans is in their division. So that'll be tough, but. Yeah, I mean, the number one receiver is what's missing there for sure. I don't know. I feel like they're going to be just competitive this year. Like, for the division. Not for, like, Super Bowl. But yeah. for for that division, I think they're going to put up a bit of a fight. Yeah, if they had a guy like DJ Moore on that offense, like, that'd be scary with it. And if only they could get a guy like that. What a move. I'm excited for that. I'm very excited for that. So, Mike McGlinchey was supposed to be a Chicago Bear. Practically was a Chicago Bear until Denver comes flying in and offers him, like, way more money, I guess, or something. It was like I I was seeing throughout that day of that first day of free agency, like, it's a done deal with McGlinchey. Like, people tweeting that out and stuff. And it's like, all of a sudden, boom, he's a Bronco. I was shocked by the amount of money that Denver spent, like, Sean Payton has to love Russell Wilson, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, if I'm being completely honest, I think this is a pretty rough contract to give Mike McGlinchey. Hey, they got him. Bears didn't. I honestly thought Sean Payton was going to come into this job and like treat this as like a buffer year to see what he has and then spend money next year. Like... The fact that they're basically going all in with a guy who didn't look good last year, they could be in a pretty deep hole for a while if if Russ doesn't get back to being Russ. 
I think Russ is going to be at least respectable next year. And, it, I mean, they're still shopping around Judy, too. So it's like... Yeah. Probably for draft. Probably because they want some draft picks. Yeah. I mean, they were wanting in, like, a one and more for Judy. And, I mean, the Cowboys were in on that trade, but settled for Brandon Cook, which I love. Danny Dimes got a bag. Big old bag of dimes. Yeah. Basically, gives them an out after two years, I believe. And getting that done gave them the chance to franchise Saquon. So. Exactly. They were frisky last year. Dayball's a damn good coach. Like, I think Dayball made a mistake. I think he overperformed in year one. And now the bar is way up high. And the roster still isn't there. I, I love that Darren Waller trade for him, though. So they used the the pick that they got for uh, Kadarius Tony. The trade for Waller, so they basically traded Tony for Waller straight up, and I mean, I think anybody would take that trade. Yeah, Bradbury back to the Eagles. I mean, that... I don't know how the the Eagles resigned Bradbury, Slay. They do uh... kept. I think who else did they keep? They kept like three guys that they were like guaranteed to lose. Basically, I don't get it. Kelsey's got a big cap. Did they restructure somebody? They might have restructured AJ Brown. They did restructure AJ Brown. They uh, converted a bunch of the salary into the signing bonus. Yeah, yeah. His base salary is only one million dollars. That's league minimum for how vested he is. I don't want to discount Harry Roseman because he always seems to figure it out. On paper, this this window seems like it's going to slam shut so hard in their face very soon, but maybe not. Hey, all it takes is one year to reopen it. I said that. About the Carson Wentz contract with their team. They had one crap year and they just, it all came back again. I, I, how is it, god dang wizard? It, it helps when you draft a stud quarterback in the second round. Absolutely. Well, I mean, their cap was screwed at the end of the Wentz led like Aaron. It's still, it's just been screwed since, but he's managed it. I, I mean, they are going on a track that will end like the Rams did last year. It's just a matter of how long you can keep it going. What I'm curious about, and I, I want to see Jalen Hurts whenever he doesn't have top three everything around him. <laughs> they gave James Bradbury four void years in this contract. It's like the Saints back when they were making pushes with the, the Drew Brees years. So the Saints legitimately, I, I heard this on actually the, the OTC podcast the other day that the Saints are actually in a spot where like, they can't just hit a reset button because they won't spend enough cash if they do to hit the league minimum. So they're just like stuck. Really? <laughs> yeah, like they, if they hit the reset button, they will have to spend such little cash because they won't have the cap space to spend otherwise that they will like automatically go below the league minimum. Was that my understanding of what he was saying? <laughs> What do you think about that Jalen Ramsey trade? Steal. Highway robbery. I I do not understand. Do you think that was the Rams just doing him a solid and being like, asked him where he wanted to go and he said Miami? And they just... I could see it. Give him away for nothing. I could see it. Good faith thing because like, there's no way like, if they would have actually shopped him, like they couldn't have gotten more. Hey, there's a reason player like star players want to go there. I can see, I can see that being a little bit of it. It almost seems like the Rams treated that as like a, 
buddy buddy deal and not like a, they didn't treat it like a business decision yeah no i i can see that it was it was it was shocking to be honest when i saw it with the return was ramsey is not what he was but i mean he's still a top five corner i think and he could have easily got either a first or at minimum a second did he have a no trade clause because if he did have a no trade clause and like they were like we're just gonna hit the reset button so tell us where you want to go and we'll send you there no i don't think he did that's crazy that miami secondary man is insane yeah did we hit on chicago yet no we hadn't i mean dj moore is the that's the highlight that's if I'm being completely honest, I'm very perplexed by what the Bears are doing right now and don't understand it. So they still have money that they need to spend. They didn't go out and get any of the big names on the O-line. They signed two linebackers, off-the-ball linebackers, um, a backup quarterback. Hey, and I think Tremaine Edmonds is good, but like I, and I'm, I'm glad they signed him. I just wish they signed an offensive tackle while they were at it. I mean, TJ Edwards is good, too. It's like, I like the moves that they made, but it just leaves you wanting more. It's like, like I like the De- Deonta Foreman pickup. I like the Travis Homer pickup. Like, I like the guys that they got, but it just seems like they need to do more. Their lineup is in a weird spot. Right now, you're starting Tevin Jenkins at right tackle. He moved to guard last year, and really had some issues with and he's had a lot of injury issues and like is that the like the consensus around the building is that he's gonna play right tackle or is that just no so this is what this is what's really confusing nate davis has never played on the left side since before college his entire college career was at right guard his entire nfl career has been at right guard he's playing right guard you don't sign a guy to switch sides like that who just hasn't played the other side, which means that Jenkins is either going to right tackle, left guard, or he's not on this team. That, that's the only way I can, which just creates another hole on your O line where you just have a bunch of holes. Cody Whitehair is not wasn't very good last year. He might not be here. Lucas Patrick was not good last year. He might be competing for his job with a rookie, but like you just have too many holes to fill and not enough high draft picks to fill them. I mean, you're talking about need a left guard, need a center, need a right tackle, need a three technique, need a defensive end. Who's your left tackle? Braxton Jones. He he was a fifth round rookie last year, but he he played really well. Yeah. Could he play could he play right tackle? He could. I mean, he hasn't really, but like so if the Bears are going after Par- uh, Paris Johnson Jr., Paris has played on the right side before. He's played right guard at Ohio State. So that could make sense. But I, I'm also sitting here saying, like, man, if you're using the number one pick on a tackle, you'd better be a left tackle. Well, I was also thinking about, like, even, like, a guy like Taylor Lewan, who's, like, said publicly that he's not looking for a whole lot of money, but he just wants to compete. You bring in a former All-Pro at left tackle and uh, move the young buck over to right tackle, you don't have to pay him a whole lot. I mean, that could make sense. If he, if he stays healthy, it's a, he played well when he was healthy, but I mean, two ACLs in three years is, is hard. But I mean, if you're getting him for cheap, I think that would be. If I'm, if I'm being honest, I'm looking at 
Isaiah Wynn or Cam Fleming right now. Those are the two guys who I'm really interested in. Just because I want reliability in that bet. Like, I know that the rookie might beat him out. Whatever, whether it's first round, second round, they're going to be drafting a tackle somewhere. And I just want a guy who's going to be reliable to be on the field if he needs to. No. And that that might not be Isaiah Wynn. He's missed a lot of time in his career. At least Wynn's young and might still have upside. I mean, I agree with that, but I mean, I love Paris Johnson at that spot for him. I mean, I I think that's the pick. I mean, unless unless something crazy happens and uh, you have a, like a Will Anderson or a, a Tyree Wilson fall or something, like I I think you just you take the tackle and move on and start looking at the second round, or even trade yeah. back up late first if somebody else falls. See, this is what frustrates me with what the Bears did though. They boxed themselves into a corner here of like having to go tackle at nine when. The best players, probably Christian Gonzalez, Jackson Smith and Jigba is still there. Like there's a lot of really good talent right there. Lucas Van Ness is really interesting to me there, but it's like you have to go tackle at this point is how it feels, which also runs the risk of like, say that another team really loves Paris Johnson. They know they got to trade up to eight. They know eight is the spot they got to get to. Yeah, who's, who's at eight right now? Cardinals? Falcons. I thought the Lions were in the top ten, are they not? Yeah, they are with the Rams pick. Oh, it's the Rams. Okay, I just saw Rams up there. Yeah, this is kind of, it's it's a different way to show it, but like, because it's showing all the contract numbers here, too. So, Detroit's probably going defense. Broncos, they don't have that pick. So, Seahawks are probably going defense, but they could go quarterback. The best bet for the Bears is that the four quarterbacks go before they pick. Or if Will Levis falls to them, maybe they can trade down. But I, I just hate that they're boxed into a corner right now of like needing to go tackle. I, I just think there's a lot of weaknesses behind that plan. And they just, they're going to, it looks like they're going to be starting four or five rookies next year, which is just not usually a good plan. They made a good trade, but nine is a not a great spot to be in this draft. Honestly, I love nine if they just would have filled some more holes on the roster, you know, to me, it's the perfect spot. Cause like if you, if you don't have holes everywhere on the roster, because I got Jalen Carter on board, I got Witherspoon. I got Quentin Johnson. I got JSN. I've got Lucas Van Ness. I've got Paris Johnson. That's still a lot of talent on the board. And if one of the quarterbacks falls, you have a chance to trade down more. So what are your thoughts on Jalen Carter? Like, he couldn't finish his drills at the pro day. I'll, the legal issues are kind of red flag, but as long as everything else about his past is plain, that's that's just an unfortunate mistake. Like, it wasn't his fault necessarily in that situation, but, like, he was involved. Like, that... It's just a it's just a tough situation all around, but like if if that was like a one off, then I could look past that. But like why why are you not in shape for your pro day? Like that's what I don't get. At this point, the pro day means nothing to me. The it, all that matters is the interview. Interview with him, getting to know it. Like that's all that matters, and it's just stuff that I'm not gonna have access to. The but pro like, day in a the pro day in a vacuum I don't care about. It's just the fact that you showed up the pro day out of shape. Like, why even do the pro day? Like, just do interviews. Don't do any drills. Like, just show up, do your interviews. Like, don't run drills. If 
he's a 20, like what, 21, 22 year old kid who watched Bren die a month ago and then had the whole world raining down on him for two weeks. I mean, that was longer than a month and ago. And then settled. Like- he settled the day after his pro day. I mean, it's not like it was finished business. That's good. That's a lot mentally. And that's why I say the interviews are all that really matters to me. How's his mental state? Is he, is Especially he going to, I mean, getting prepared for the national championship. Then like you immediately go into like prep for the combine. So it was like, it maybe a bit, it was his like first time to like sit down and reflect and like, yeah. I mean, like, like I said, it, as long as everything else checks out, like I'm not too worried about it, but to me, it's, I mean, I am worried about it. It's like, if I'm an NFL team and I'm sitting down with him, I want to find out, does he have a strong support structure around him? Is he going to therapy? Is he going to get the mental side of this figured out? Or is he going to shove it in the closet and never think about it until it blows up something? You know, that's from an NFL team standpoint, that's what I want to know. Because if he has a strong structure around him to properly deal with all the emotions that come with this and all the reality of it and being able to cope with that and mourn the losses and handle all of that then i might now i'm probably more comfortable taking them but if i have questions about all that i i don't know yeah i mean it's it's definitely a, a touchy situation like to say the least yeah i mean i'm still i'd still strongly consider him at nine as like if, if that stuff checks out well but if it doesn't i'm like 50 50 because he's just so good i might still take a chance on him but I mean, I think nine is is a good spot for him, honestly. I mean, if I'm being honest, this this is the first time in a while that I've done this where Christian Gonzalez isn't on the board. I have a really hard time not taking Christian Gonzalez at nine. Nine's a weird spot because, like, there's a lot of potential there, but at the same time, it's like, you got to hit. You, you got to hit there. Like, they can't afford not to hit there. I think I know who the Cowboys are going to pick. Who? Mozzie Smith. I love Mozzie Smith, but I think that, like, I'm worried that the running back from Texas is going to fall. Bijan's going to fall, and Jerry Jones is going to, like, won't be able to not take him. <laughs> I mean, it's a Jerry move. I think Mozzie Smith would be a great pick for him. It just, like, fits with the, the Cowboys. Like, it just, he's that kind of guy. I love Mozzie Smith. Like, if, if we take Mozzie Smith there, like, I would be more than happy. Denver paid a lot of guys. I mean, give Ben Powers a bag. They they gave McGlinchey a bag. They gave Zach Allen a bag. Like, yeah, Denver, they ain't scared to spend money, apparently. Detroit Lions have had a heck of an offseason. Yes, they have. I love every move that they've made. I don't know about Alex Anzalone for six million a year, three years, but aside from that, I love it. They attacked their weakest position, and... They're they're making a run at it, so can't hate it. I mean, they put themselves in a position where they're the favorites in that division. Which, if you would have said that a couple of years ago, people would have thought you were crazy. But I mean, Jared Goff, Jared Goff can sling it, man. I I like him. He's fine. He, I mean, he's <laughs> fine. But I mean, with the weapons he has around him, like I don't think the Colts have any clue what they want to do. 
yeah, the Colts are in a weird spot. Like, I'm really surprised they didn't try to move Jonathan Taylor this offseason. Get the most for him while you can because, like, they ain't going anywhere anytime soon. Like, I'm surprised they signed Ibukam to that deal and traded Gilmore and signed a kicker for five mil a year. And, like, they're just, it's such a weird offseason for them. I just don't understand. I mean, I love that Stefan Gilmore trade for him. I think that was super smart. You got to get what you can for a guy like that. All right, and I passed right up by your Cowboys. I like the moves Cowboys have made, man. Uh, Stefan Gilmore move was, I loved it. I loved being able to hold on to Leighton Vander Esch. When Leighton Vander Esch was on the field last year, I mean, we were a completely different defense. And then keeping Donovan Wilson on the, on the roster was nice. I liked that. I did not like the Tony Pollard franchise tag. I thought... That money could have been been spent elsewhere, but uh, you release Zeke, you franchise Tony Pollard, so I mean, kind of all in on him. But Ronald Jones, I mean, doesn't do a whole lot for me. But I mean, getting Stephon Gilmore and then Brandon Cooks, I thought both of those trades were huge, and we didn't give up a whole lot for them. They're expensive. I'll take those uh, proven veterans all day and improve both sides of the ball and not give up a whole lot of capital for him, so. Brandon Cooks is a wild addition. That is a wild addition for that offense. Brandon Cooks is one of those guys, like, he consistently puts up numbers, but he never, like, he never blows you away with his numbers, but, like, he's just always good. Yeah. (laughs) His entire career. His floor is, like, really, really good. (laughs) And I don't think he's ever hit free agency. He's been traded, like, nine times. Yeah. He's just been signed to, like, massive contracts in the process, but never a free agent. Dolphins got Mike White. Yeah, they did. What a backup for it. Whenever you have a, a quarterback that can't stay on the field, like, that's an incredible backup right there. Yeah. Getting Mike White. A heck of a move for them. I like it. I like that a lot. And then, man, the Vikings, I... Vikings have gotten two of the best contracts in free agency, I think. With who? Marcus Davenport, whose contract is like incentive based, one year, thirteen million. You're not really risking anything, and you're getting a, probably the best edge rusher on the market. Yeah, it is a one year deal, though. Like, I, I guess their window's open, but is it really? Like, see, I don't think it is, but I, I think a one year deal is what you want with him. Because he's been such an up-and-down player. Like, I don't know, I guess you could franchise it if you're going to run it back one more time with um, Kirk Cousins. Like, at some point, you gotta you got to figure out your your future at the quarterback position, too. So it's, it's one of those things where, yeah, it, it's a good deal, but, like, Vikings are just a weird team. Like, they won a lot of games last year, though. I mean, I don't think it means the Vikings will be really good. I just, I'm just jealous that they got him for a one-year deal. Like it just, yeah. there's no risk there, other than just the cost of the one year. Like that is a usually with guys that age with that were former first-round picks and produce some at least. You gotta give a multi-year deal. No, I mean I agree, and I mean if he if he performs, he's gonna get a monster contract next offseason, and he also runs the risk of getting franchised if. They win 11 games again, and they're like, oh, we're close. Like, let's keep this yeah. guy around for another year. Like, And then Byron Murphy. 
on a two-year, $22 million deal. He's a versatile cornerback. Like, he can play inside, he can play outside. And he's had some really good years in the in the NFL. Like, last year was a down year for him, but I thought he was going to go for more than two years, $22 million. Seahawks got Draymond Jones, three-year, $51 million deal. Tampa Bay keeping all their, like, big-name free agents was kind of surprising, too. It's like, maybe they like Baker more than people think. Jamel Dean was a shocker. Like I thought for sure he was he was gone. Like because it's like, what do they have? Like they don't really have anything to build around. Like their best talent is old. I'm, I guess just run it with Baker and see what happens. Like that's the, it's kind of what it looks yeah. like. It'll be interesting. It'll be feisty. Yeah. And then the Titans kind of just getting rid of everybody. Uh, cut Bud Dupree. Cut Ben Jones. Taylor Lewan was to be expected. Not really signing anybody. They signed Andre Dillard. They gave Andre Dillard some cash. Yeah, and the Arden Key signing as well, so. Yeah. They There was a lot of talks about them trading uh, Derrick Henry, and I don't know if the market wasn't what they thought it would be or if they're waiting. I bet you they're not getting much for him. Like, I, I, I don't know what his contract looks like at this point, but. Yeah, what see. is he, 31? Four year fifty million. I mean, he'd be cheap for whoever gets him. Yeah, it would be a six million dollar cap hit for whoever gets him. Oh, he's only got one year under contract, though. These last two are void years. Yeah, so that seems like almost a no brainer that they would trade him. But I mean, I guess if you don't get what you want for him, just keep running him into the ground for another year. He still put up a ton of yards, but I mean, production hasn't gone anywhere. So it's like it's one of those things where. Efficiency has. He's gone from five yards of carry to under four and a half yards of carry the last two years. But I mean, that's still good. And it's still good, but like, it, to me, you start to worry about it falling off a cliff when you, when you hit 30. His usage rate, even going, going back to high school, like his usage rate has been through the roof his entire career since like the kid turned 12 years old. So. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not sure if I'd give much for him at this point. Like, th- th- there's a there's this distinct curve with running backs as they like start to decline, that it goes fast after like it's like a two two to three year like decline, and then it just like drops off. I'm not saying it's gonna happen with him, but that's what I'd be worried about if I were trading. What do you get for a guy that you're getting for one year that you don't plan on resigning, but your window is wide open, like third round pick? Yeah, probably like a fourth. If I'm a, if, I mean, if I'm a team like, like the Chiefs, like third round pick, like, but he doesn't fit their offense. But you know what I'm saying, like, a we're a Bengals team that's probably not going to have Joe Mixon for much longer. Like, Bengals do need a running back too. Yeah, and they're not necessarily all in. Like, they're built to last. But I mean, he would definitely help their immediate window for sure. But yeah. I mean, I do like a lot of those running backs on the board, though. Right, right yeah. there, it's like you take one of those guys for four that's years. Because that, that's what you're trading away, right? You're trading yeah. a four-year contract for one of these running backs if you're saying, I'm going to use this pick on a running back. Yeah, it's like you take Rishon Johnson for four years, Tajay Spears, Kendra Miller, Tank McBride. Like, yeah, I mean. People rave about Dwayne McBride. Yeah, that's a, that's interesting. But at the same time, like, are any of them going to give you – 
a year better than what Derrick Henry could do this year. Like if they're solid for four yeah. years, but and fifteen hundred yards and thirteen touchdowns at four point four carry. Immediately, and when you still have uh, one of the best receivers in the league under a rookie contract, you still have T. Higgins on the team. You have a good tight end. You have a good offensive line. You have uh, a quarterback that hasn't been paid yet. Like I don't. I would almost. I would almost take a a stab at Derrick Henry for one year, and then uh, I think I might too. But I, I don't know. Maybe Tennessee wants more for him. I don't know. But if I'm KC, I'm definitely not because I just I've won two rings in the last five years with without a running back. Running back, like so, <laughs> they've tried. Like they've, they've, yeah. I mean, it seems like a move Buffalo would make because like they just. They just keep trying to find a running back. They just can't do oh, it. Who did they just sign? They just signed uh, Damian Harris. I think it's a great move for them. I think it's an outstanding pickup for, for the Bills. Every time they sign a running back, I'm like, oh, that's a great move. And then they don't use them. I don't know. This is the first time that I've actually liked it. I did not like any of the other running back moves other than Devin Singletary. Because then they just kept trying to replace Devin Singletary, even though he was doing just fine. Yeah, every time they give their, uh, Singletary the ball, it's like guaranteed, like, seven yards but like and then they were like oh, yeah we're gonna take you out like let's put that yeah, no, we don't want you to succeed but damien like damien harris the first guy they brought in that i really like a lot the, the other guys that they brought in to report to like try to take what eat into devin singletary's touches i was never that big on. yeah uh the Connor mcgovern signing for him i don't know i mean he never really showed me a lot with the Cowboys. Three years, $23 million. It's like, oh, man. Is Cowboys Connor McGovern they signed, or is it Jets Connor McGovern? I'm almost positive that's Cowboys. You're right, it's the Cowboys. I thought so. And, I mean, right? I didn't, that's the Cowboys guy, right? Yeah. Now, I didn't dislike Connor McGovern, but, like, he just never took that next step. Like, he showed a lot of potential, but he... He was just... He, okay. Yeah, he was one of those guys that you just like kept thinking was going to put it together that just didn't. Yeah. So for him to get that kind of contract, I was kind of shocked. Yeah. And then, I mean, I think that pretty much covers all the big stuff. The, the Chiefs signed uh, Jawan Taylor and told him he's a left tackle now, which is kind of cool. Like, I really like Jawan Taylor. I was kind of hoping the Bears would sign him. Yeah, they did that and let Orlando Brown walk. So that was uh, one of those things. It's like, I don't know what that tells us about Orlando Brown, but tells you that they don't think he's a left tackle. But yeah, no, I think I think we're good. I think we covered everything. <laughs>